This is Sandman the Rapping Cowboy. And Radio 8 Ball taught me to ride bulls. the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andros Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries with Isaac Opatz. Hi, I can never sing in harmony, so oh, I can't that's and fine. in harmony You were great, and now we are joined on the line from Missoula, Montana, coming to us from the future, an hour into the future because of the time zones, uh, the return to Radio 8 Ball. Of Caroline Keys. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> now, I just think it's funny. As soon as you showed up, you were the only guest who's ever just regularly done the big ands with me. And then you showed up. And then Isaac did the big ands <laughs> with I me. Because I remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Caroline, this is great. The, you know, Isaac was the guest on your show. And now you turned me on to this fantastic musician. And I am thoroughly loving his music so thank you very much for that tell me about how you got to know each other oh that's a good question um um well i could tell i could tell you my version of the story i don't know what isaac's version would be but um but this was kind of weird um i was i was playing in a band um and we were out on orcas island like this is a few years ago maybe like seven eight years ago and um um, we were kind of busking, looking for a gig, and uh, these ladies who worked at a YMCA camp uh, were like, they were like, hey, there's no camp- campers, and all the bosses are gone at a conference, why don't you just come play for us? And uh, so we went and played on these people's porch, and we, we, like the first song we played, like this woman was like, hey, that song's on a mixtape that my friend Isaac <laughs> uh, <laughs> made for me. And um, and then I was like, well, that's cool. I don't know who he is, but somebody put their <laughs> music on a mixtape. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, um, yeah, years later, um, one of the members of the Best Westerns, um, 
Dave Martins, who's a wonderful person and musician um, and from another planet. Um, <laughs> but hey, why don't you come? He actually, he, oh, he gave me a bunch of demos of Isaac and was like, hey, check these out. And uh, and I was like, oh my God, what? And um, and then they asked me to come sing with them. And that's, that's what I remember. I remember Isaac and I sat up in my treehouse and he tried to teach me some chords to some of his songs on the, and I was playing banjo and I could not keep up. Um, but, but yeah, but yeah, that's, I don't know. That would be my version of it. Wait, let's go back here. You were living in a treehouse? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, there was a treehouse at my old place. Got it. So then you'd go and you'd go and that was like a little hangout room. It only yeah, happened yeah, once. It was, yeah, me, it, was, but... it, was, it was made out of like, uh, like the floors from an old bowling alley in town. That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So was it? Did it have power? No, no, and not even walls. Just like just like a platform up in a tree. Got it. Got it. And well, I'm I'm glad we have you here because we get to talk about a little about this. We were talking about this just the other day, so I hope this is okay. But since uh, since our show, since you were on Radio Eight Ball. You and Armina Jean, who was the next guest on Radio 8 Ball uh, after you in Missoula, formed a band called Junior with Jenny Lynn, who I, I guess you're hanging out with right now. Yep, yep, I, I just ditched her, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and you told me that 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 basically you made the decision to become a band in the morning in between your episode and Ermina Jean's episode. Yeah, that is correct. I'm saying that just because I want to get it on the record here. Yeah. But this is what happens <laughs> at a Radio 8 Ball show. Magic. Uh, I, I, won't go, I won't go into all the details, but I heard... I'm going to do this delicately because I said I would be... I would keep this confidential. But I heard from someone else who was a guest on the show since you've been on the show, that during their episode, the night after their episode, they broke up as a uh. an entity. So, and I just, there's something about this oracling that there's the, it's the coming together and the breaking apart of things. And I don't feel like we, I say that because I don't, I don't, I told this person, I don't feel like we're responsible for your breakup but when we do Radio 8 Ball, when we do this Oracle stuff, if people are heading towards a breakup, a lot of times it shows up in the reading. And I feel like the same thing. Like, I can't take, I don't take credit for Junior getting together. But at the same time, I do feel like there's something that around an Oracle, if that was the trajectory, it made sense. Not so much, it, it's more like, the magic was the fact of you two both being on the show at the time when that was going to happen, that you were going to come together as a creative enterprise, more than that because you were on the show, you came together as a creative enterprise. It's just like we got to be a part of your synchronicity, just like we got to be a part of a sadder synchronicity with these other people. So uh, just just I, I want to I feel like I want to say that in part just for, for for all future guests on the show to know like we 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 tend to take this pretty lightly, but some big things do happen in and around this. Like today, like Isaac, this again, we didn't 
we're not making Isaac leave LA, but he, we are lined up. It just lined up that the only time we could do this was the day before Isaac leaves LA, potentially to head out to hang out with you and Jenny Lynn at whatever bar you're currently yeah. outside I'll of. I'll be there in a matter of hours. <laughs> yeah, we'll save you. We got seat saved for you. Okay. And you also, you were also telling me that Isaac is responsible for some event that happens there in the fall that is uh, is messing with my booking plans. But can you tell us about this cool event that Isaac was fundamental in helping to create there? Ooh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, you, that's a good question. I'm not sure exactly how to talk about it um, because I think we just got the news. Speaking of... Uh, things beginning and ending um, <laughs> uh, that I don't think it is going to happen. Um, but it's a it's an event called Cross Country. It's a country drag show. Um, yeah. That's a, when you that, say a country drag say. show, it's like everyone dresses in, like people dress in drag and play country music. This is correct. Okay. This is correct. Um, and um, yeah, we had a three-year run. And so basically there would be a live a band of just kind of, uh, what do you call them? Crack shots? Is that, what do you call them? Somebody's really uh, great. <laughs> um, cats. Cats, yeah. Uh, Missoula cats. cats. Yeah. Crack. Hot shots. Really? Crack, crack jobs. I don't know what <laughs> Crack <call>. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but um, so, and there would be like 26 different front people and so each person got to choose whatever song kind of expressed their their drag or, or choose a song that um, kind of a country song in particular that that um, maybe highlights message I, I don't know lampoons somehow has a gendered message in it and deliver it in whatever the way they want to um, with a backing band that makes you sound just like you're on the radio got it but it has come to an end. Yeah. Yes, it's come to an end. Which is both a drag and not a drag. That's right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'll call it a, a guard because that's drag backwards, right? Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, the drag is the there. Drag is no more drag. Yeah. You are now grads of yeah. drag school. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So okay, and so the, but this this went on for three years. It was a glorious thing. And Isaac, you were fundamental in starting this. Yeah, it was my idea. Um, <clears throat> Why? What? What inspired this idea? Um, wanting to dress up and drag and sing country songs. <laughs> it just seemed like a good fit um, for country. Seemed especially country music seemed especially um, ripe for lampooning in that way because it has so many um gender stereotypes yeah. really writ large and just kind of that are like thrown around with so much just such casual assumption about gender roles um that to flip those on their head uh by doing performing these songs in drag seems like a obvious winner was there one particular song that when you were first thinking about, like, I there's I really want to sing this. There has to be. Yeah. Right. What, what was it? It was uh, Little Rock by Reba McIntyre. Yeah. And for some reason, that's just what I was listening to at the time, and I just could see myself in, like, a glittery red dress and leggings and uh, 
that was that fantasy of mine was pretty much the genesis for the entire thing. <laughs> so, so with something like that, so it started. Did you just was it a thing like you? Aha! Yes. And you just announced we're gonna do this, or did you talk to one friend and say, "Hey, I have this idea," and they're like, "Oh yeah, me too." It was that too. I'd never organized something like that, so it was uh, it was an aha when I came up with the name Cross Country. Then I was like, "I have to do this now," because <laughs> um, I'm a sucker for clever names and double meanings and stuff. Um, and then yeah, actually, uh, Don, who um, Caroline is currently dining with um was the one or the first person i reached out to and she signed on very quickly as um someone who is also loves that era of country music and um wanted to help organize it but it is a little dicey to talk about because um it ended up it was a benefit for a, a women's clinic in town and after three years there was some kind of um it drew some like negative attention just because it was a lot of um so this is something we either yeah is worth talking about or just is worth not talking about um but and i don't even know how to quite talk about it correctly but um it was it was perceived by some um especially in the um like trans community as being yeah i get it it was a lot of straight people that were Doing drag, sort of like, sort of like trans blackface kind of. Thing. That was the term yeah. used. Yeah, they, that's by. Like, a, a, I'm from Olympia. I react. Yeah, reacting to things that are that are across some people's lines, but not other people's lines. Like, yeah, I, I'm yeah. well trained in it. And so, so I that we um, decided that not to do it because there was some people that felt. Um, yeah. Yeah, that felt um, offended by it, and there was obviously a lot of people that were kind of middle ground about it or maybe had some like um we're a little worried about it being perceived that way and a lot of people that had a lot of fun with it um but altogether it was it made sense to just um kind of stop well before we got ourselves or before we hurt anybody else um or the tide turned too much um yeah we felt if we were offending people then um it wasn't worth it but it was a it was a good thing. It was a it was a fun time while it lasted. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a it was could say it was a golden age. Yeah, you might. Yeah. A golden age of trans in, uh, ignorance in Yeah. <laughs> Montana. Imagine that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, well I I I I congratulations on um I I think it I think that's a um a sign of a new kind something that I don't want heroism isn't the right word, but there's a word for something that's very positive and it's a quality and it's an, a kind of action that I think is very new as a, and I'm going to use the word heroic when I don't mean it like putting it on a pedestal, but it's something to aspire to is the ability to say, this is something that's fun for me. This is something that I enjoy and it brings a lot of joy and it created a, va- a lot of value. And now that I'm getting some new information, I'm going to stop. Even yeah. though it was well intended, and even though I would love to continue, it's clearly not the thing. Now that I have this new information, this is, would be no fun to do. And I think that that. So I, 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 I want to commend you on because some people their their attitude is no, no, I'm going to dig in and fight about that. Like no, it's not that way. I didn't intend it that way, and yeah. so we're going to continue to do this, and then that never goes well. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, because the again, because ultimately the fun isn't there. Even if you are built to be an aggressor, aggressor, if even if you were, you were really. If you weren't sympathetic to the trans community and you're just like, well, this has nothing to do with you and this is just our thing, we just sap, sap the the good yeah. vibe in the air around it. Yeah. Someone's bummed. And so, yeah. It was a lot of people made the decision. It wasn't not just me. Well, no, I mean, yeah. you. I'm speaking to you and Caroline and Missoula in general. It's yes. like the to recognize privilege and take a step back before you heard it, before you heard more people because you didn't because now you know the information and i just feel like i want to highlight that but because I, I do feel like that's something that a lot of a lot of us are either learning or having to learn more and more and being able to do that gracefully with a sense of humor and a sense of appreciation for what was and for getting the new information i think is really you know it's a touch it's one of the good touchstones of our time so good on you missoula yeah. I knew you were a groovy little town when I was hanging out with you a couple months ago. So, well, that's uh, that's sad news and also good news because what I was my, yeah. my understanding was that this gig was so big that it made it impossible for anyone to do anything the month it was happening in Missoula. That's kind of true, yeah. So, also now the city of Missoula could take a breath and yeah. get ready for the live Radio 8 ball show that's coming there. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, also, and before we let you go, uh, I mean, before we get to the question uh, from Caroline, Caroline, when you were on the show, you were talking about Isaac's uh, leather work. Now, people, oh, yeah. people don't, get, don't get excited. We're not going to get into some kinky territory. <laughs> he makes these uh, great... Uh, guitar straps and other leather things, which he's he's got one in the studio right now. He's not wearing it in these pictures that I'm taking because uh-huh. he's sitting down, but it's it's there. And I saw that you had one as well, Caroline. Now, uh, I figured this might be a good moment for us to get into. Uh, you know, I, you remember this from when you were a guest. Every one of these questions, I try and have, get some more information about our, tease some more information about our guests. So, Caroline, can you tell us about this man's leather work and maybe... Uh, why it inspires you? Oh man! Well, um, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm a fan. I'm trying to think of the first thing I saw that Isaac made. Um, maybe oh, maybe it was his own strap. The one it's got tennis rackets and your truck on it, right? Oh yeah, that was the first thing I made. Yeah. Oh okay, cool. And I was like, wow, that's really great. And it, it, it inspired me personally because I'm too chicken to get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I could get I could get the things that I like, um, like forever ingrained in leather instead of on myself. Yeah, somebody <laughs> and, else's skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, and yeah, and yeah. So I have a couple different I have a couple different um, Isaac Opatz, uh straps. I'm trying to think of what I got. My guitar strap has Chacos and the boat that I used to drive when I worked in Glacier Park. And, um, uh, oh, and the, the top of the chapel where I used to sing in England when I went to boarding school over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and then oh, I have a banjo strap with just a bunch of random stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> broccoli and my Subaru and the milkshakes and, you know. Angel, a preacher's kid, angel, and a preacher's kid, devil. Did yeah. you say um, broccoli? Oh, yeah, broccoli. Yeah. Yep. 
I love broccoli. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I would, yeah, I was thinking about just yeah, all the things that you know. If I had the guts to have a tattoo of the things that I love, um, what would I want? And I said, sent them to Isaac, and then ta-da! Magically, there's these straps. I don't, I you know, I would love to see the process because I know there's lots of steps. Um, but they're always. Um, uh, they don't take themselves very seriously, and that's what I really like about them. Um, they're seriously great, but and like his music, like his songs too. Like it's like, oh, uh, I can I can do this. Like you know, I, everything you make, Isaac. I'm like, oh, you, yeah, you can just you can do this the way that you want to do it. You don't have to. It doesn't have to to look or sound like all the other things, and there's great value in that. So, do you do this for just for friends? Or is it something that you do as a professional thing? I do it. Um, well, I learned this, the name again, Johnny Fritz. He um, he has had a business for a long time um, doing leather, and he kind of pioneered like this. Not pioneered, I guess, but um, that's where I first saw somebody doing leather work that was not like traditional Western style with just floral flowers and um, you know horseshoes and stuff. It was um, he was putting people's dogs on there or um you know a hot dog or whatever it was all um (laughs) more like just kind of from his wacky aesthetic that translated to leather and um so i started working for him and he had a lot more clients um so i was able to work on a bunch of stuff and um, he got busy enough that he needed help so i started helping him with um, his orders and um so now i i make stuff um, for friends and friends of friends, but it's more of a just a side hustle or something to to kind of. I'd like doing it for people. Um, what do you What do you charge for a guitar strap? For a guitar strap, I've been doing a hundred and belts or like eighty. Um, I also make uh, custom leather visors, which are a hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it sounds. It kind of sounds like a lot for stuff, but I mean, no, it's for a custom. That sounds like a that sounds like a crazy deal. I'm like, I'm gonna get a strap because you can go to like a (laughs) yeah, a new belt that's just blank leather is you know eighty dollars, and they take a long time, but I like doing them. So as long as I'm not too busy, I'm happy to. Wait a second, does the belt does the belt come with the? Do you have to do I buy a belt and send it to you when you do it up, or you make the belt? I make the belt. Yeah, you, you go actually after this if the place is still open. There's a Tandy. Tandy's kind of like the Walmart or whatever, the Ralphs of uh, leather supplies. There's mm-hmm. one in uh, North Hollywood, which is the closest one to me. Uh, so I was going to go get one. Because when I go up to Montana, the nearest one's going to be in Spokane, three hours away from Missoula. It's going to be a six-hour drive altogether. So I was going to try to grab a hide before. But you buy you buy it by the hide, so it, you can get a double shoulder or a side or a single shoulder. And, you know, it looks like the skin of a cow and then you um you cut straps from those hides not vegetarian this not straps. really no no nope. if people aren't like me or caroline people who know you who are in the know yeah if someone's listening to this and they're like i want to get one of those is is that on your website yeah just reach out my um www.isaacopats.com um there's a contact page just send me an email or you can direct message me on instagram Great. Well, now, Caroline, you know how this works. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? Oh, well, I, I've been thinking a lot because Isaac's getting ready to come here, and I'm actually going to be leaving 
um, right about that time, I'm going to go to Memphis for a few weeks and then head out on tour with Junior. Um, well, and then Isaac helped us a bunch with, so thank you for that, Isaac. Yeah, and you guys um, should... You're and gonna, I'm, oh, you should just say the date, sorry, because you're going to be playing like when this comes out. Yeah, right in up. June. Oh, cool, yeah. We'll be... Maybe, should I say the ones that we know about already? Sure, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll be we'll be in L.A. on the 20... Oh, dang, maybe 25th. I should... Actually, no, I think we're there the 25th at the Love Song. And um, we're going to be in Ojai um, the night before, or the 24th, um, with... Oh, Austin um, Leonard Jones. I'm in love with his music. Yes. yes. With... with is it Austin Leonard Jones? Austin Leonard Jones. He's the best. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Gosh, I, you, sent, you sent him a song, and I can't stop listening to his music. He's, he's wonderful. He's the Dave Martins of um, Southern California and Texas. Oh. oh, wow. I cannot wait to meet this dude. You should have him on. Um, I should have had him a guest. Damn. Yeah. All right. yeah in the future. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Oh, well, I, yeah. Um... Yeah, so that'll, that'll be fun. And then we're going to be at, um, uh, uh, sorry, I'm doing all this at the wrong time. You can clip it out and put it where it's supposed to be. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's, uh, we're going to be at Hotel Utah um, with Carson McCone on the 23rd. And then we're going to play at a, on a farm outside of Astoria with some of my friends from Blind Pilot um, on the 21st, uh, 20th. And I don't, we got some other stuff to fill in. We'll, we'll figure it out. But anyway. Yeah. I'll definitely post Sorry. links to it in our blog. So. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll do yeah. that. So anyway. Sorry. We're, we're, this is question time. I'm, I'm off the, I'm, I've went off the rails. Sorry. That's okay. It's quite all right. Uh, um, but my question, my question has to do with, um, with Missoula. And it's kind of a hard, it's kind of a hard question to be thinking about. And, um, like, I've, I've been here a long time, and I am thinking about the future, and um, I, ooh, um, I don't want to say yes or no question. Like, I don't want to say, am I going to stay in Missoula, or can I stay in Missoula? Because I think yes and no questions are kind of boring. Um, and I don't want to sound ungrateful, because I really feel like um, this, town and community have really um, caught me and um, I don't know, it helps me do a lot of things and I feel like I've helped it do a lot of things and um, um, and I I have some fears about like what my world looks like from here on out like I'm starting to get older I'm 2,000 miles away from my nearest family um, I, I'm, I'm a working artist, I'm a teaching artist, I'm a performing artist, and, um, which means I don't make a ton of money, and um, I sometimes wonder if, if like, if, if Missoula is going to be able to, if, if I'm going to be able to ask Missoula for the things that I need in the real long run, like in the real long term. Um, and I do have um, family in Memphis, and Memphis is an amazing music community, and there's crazy great stuff going on there right now. Um, and my family are all kind of artists down there, and I'm getting 
text messages by the hour saying, oh my gosh, you got to move here. Um, and sometimes it's tempting. Um, and I deeply love Missoula, and I, I kind of am... I feel a little bit like I'm at a crossroads, but I don't want to put it in such black and white terms. So I think my question is, what role is Missoula going to play in my life, like in the long term? What role is Missoula going to play in Caroline Key's life in the long term? And now to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf, Caroline, as you did for him several months ago, Isaac Opatz is going to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na 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 We love it And that is song number seven which has already been chosen and so we are now going to move to the cards and to engage the pop oracle on your behalf Isaac Opatz is going to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Two. Song number two. Everything but one thing. What is Missoula going to mean to you in the future? (laughs) Everything... But one thing from Isaac Opeth. Yeah. <laughs> I met her summer before on the 4th of July at the cafe store. She was feeding six packs into the back of an Azuzu. I drove by four times or so Before I finally pulled in and said hello And that was all it took in that little town When the summer was over We followed her down to the desert She had a job Didn't have a whole lot going on I drove down on Halloween She met me at the gate with a kiss and a key The moment I touched her I knew I'd done something wrong Cause everything but one thing's perfect I just didn't know how to bring it up The view was good Weather was perfect and the rent was free But love shimmered in the distance With water and tall palm trees We made love while dinner cooled on the stove Somehow still managed to burn my tongue when the dishes are dry and put away I turn on the radio and moth the flame But she put petals off a flower in the back of her mind Cause everything but one thing's perfect That one thing's the only thing worth the wait 
Sometimes when she's leaning to kiss me, I can see across her face. Yeah, I knew I could never prove what you wanted me to say. thing from Isaac Opatz. The answer to Caroline Key's question, what place to, is, a, is Missoula going to play in her life? What role is Missoula going to play in her life in the future? So, before we get into interpreting that for you, Caroline, Isaac, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. That one uh, was about a specific um, relationship where I, after a summer in uh, Glacier National Park, where I was working seasonally, I followed a girlfriend down to eastern Arizona where she had a volunteer gig and spent a a month or so slowly realizing that uh, we didn't really have anything together. Um, ex- but, of course, the the uh, the situation was, was great, beautiful. Uh, it would have been great 
if only we were in love. In love, yeah. Right. So uh, it was that slow realization uh, that things can look good from the outside, but there's got to be the seed of um, the seed to build everything. All that the nice, pretty stuff has to be on a pretty solid foundation to mean anything. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Now, Caroline, are you are you familiar with this song? <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm just enjoying the song. So, <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. And what did you think about that as an answer to your question? Man. Um, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Um, you know, I mean, when, if you want to think about it on the level of the title, everything but one thing is perfect. I would say that um, I could say I could agree with that with Missoula, <laughs> um, and and you know, think about it in the terms that Isaac just talked about about foundation. Um, like, I mean, in many ways, I have a great foundation here, um, and there is like there is true love here for me. And I think maybe, like, security is, like, the one thing with it. everything but one thing was perfect. Um, and and my, in my interpretation of that song is an answer to my question. Um, and maybe, you know, security is a question anywhere. Um, and, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the dude takes off in that song. <laughs> <laughs> so we have that. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Andras? You're, you're really good at this. Well, I guess, you know, as we discussed on your show, when I was hosting your show, I have my own conflicted relationship with the town that I live in. And... It makes me very grateful for the fact that we live in a time when we don't have to necessarily just be locked into one place. Like the only way it works for me to live in Olympia is that I am able to work in Los Angeles and go to other cities and record Radio 8 Ball shows and have access to the things that Olympia doesn't offer me. While, and I think of Olympia as being similar to Missoula in the sense that it's a groovy little sort of it can feel safe in a, like compared to Los mm-hmm. Angeles where you could just sort of disappear, just get lost in it. And maybe the same is true of Memphis. But uh, but I have built my life so that I can do I can sort of have it all, not have it all, but have both have Olympia and also have access to other places. And there's, I have, I won't go into my, it's my conflicted relationship is well documented on this podcast, so I don't need to go into all of that. But it just made me think about that you, in if I was listening to this, that there's something about if it has everything but one thing, well then go get the one thing someplace else and don't give up on the, everything else, right? 
not necessarily mm-hmm. like this relationship. In the in the song, the song is saying even though we have all of these things that are that look good on paper, the feeling mm-hmm. tone isn't there. Like we just it just doesn't feel right. Like all of these things look good and but they aren't the thing. But what you're saying is that it's almost the opposite, where Missoula does have feel like the thing and it has all the the feeling tone, but there's just some ways that it just doesn't make sense in the the quote real world, right? You can't. You're not going to make a. You're you're unlikely to make a successful. You can retire on it. Music career, living in Missoula, and just playing in Missoula, and it's sort of like in Olympia. I mean, you could do something in Missoula that then gets as you go other places, but there are these towns that it feels like it's not like it's not like Los Angeles where. A hundred people are going to get signed this, you know, this season. Whereas in Missoula, you might go years before someone in from that music scene gets signed to a major label or a, a big deal or something like that. So there, so there's a part of me that's it's reflecting on I get the feeling, and then there's a part of me that's almost like trying to solve the problem for you, like, oh well, <laughs> yeah, have everything and then go get the other thing. You know, you. Find a place to crash in Memphis, go there once a month, play a show, and hang out, and then come back you know, and keep your thing in Missoula. That's, but I don't even necessarily, that, that's the way I've dialed my life. Uh, I don't know if that's the way you would want to dial yours. So that's what I thought of. Mm-hmm. I like that. that. That sounds a lot more friendly than a black and white interpretation. <laughs> And you have um, established that, that. It seems like you kind of have established that balance. Um, <laughs> you've, you're trying it out, but maybe that's not what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I definitely do have good, you know, working relationships in Memphis, and I get there a few times a year for extend, you know, a month or so at a time. Um, and I'm t- trying to see if I can do like January through April there this coming year. Um, um, yeah, and I think maybe, um, you know, it's, maybe it's a grass is greener thing, too, like, it's like, when things are not exactly as I want them here, maybe I'm like, oh, but it would be mm-hmm. a sunny, beautiful day in Memphis mm-hmm. <laughs> right now if I was there, um, so, you know, I don't know if you have that experience, because, because your heart is always partially in Montana, I would say, Isaac, and, like, I don't know, and I, and I know that, yeah, you know, you have planted yourself in in these Nashville and LA and these places that that are these these hubs, and and I'm God, I'm really like I admire you for taking those risks, taking those leaps, um, and also keeping your relationship with with Montana alive. And um, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe you can have a foot in in more than one place. It has been done before. Now uh, we 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 uh, we have guests lining up, so we need to get on to them. But I just wanted to throw out there two really quick things. One, just keep be open to the possibility that Junior's going to blow up as a band. You're going to be right. you know in the fall. There might be some big opportunities. Maybe you will be that one band, and you know, and and, and 
a decade that blows up out of Missoula. So just keep that open. I'm rooting on it. I want to be able to brag about how that (laughs) band started in between Radio 8 Ball shows. And then the other question, and this just sort of harkens back to an earlier uh, earlier thing on our show. What's your feeling about the paper toilet seat covers? Oh, dude, I'm always like, who uses those? I agree. I think the South might be for you. We already established, we had a guest who was on who was asking about how come in the South they don't have the toilet seat liners, and in the, on the West, in the West they do. So, I don't know. Why, why do you even have, why do you even have it? We've are, all, like, like, you can just ask the toilet paper question of everybody who comes on the show. <laughs> No, I think it was specifically for you because you're thinking of moving from nominally the West to moving away from the paper toilet seat cover capitals (laughs) of the world to to a place where people are more free with their with their shared shared butt touching. So, well, oh, well, thank you very much, Caroline. It's always a joy to have you on the show. I'm sure this will not be the last time. So, uh, well, thank you, and thanks for turning me on to this great musician. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Isaac. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Caroline. Yeah, see you as well. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.